It's time for the Power Hour of Love, starring Charboil and El Bandito. Welcome to the Fiesta. Welcome to the Power Hour of Love, starring Charbol and El Bandito. How you doing tonight, El Bandito? Now, me personally, I'm blinded for life forever from staring at the solar eclipse this past week. <laughs> oh man, I was going to say we definitely have it. It had a real action-packed uh, week this past week, like you just mentioned. The uh, solar eclipse came across the United States of America. Absolutely. They say it ran a 70-mile-wide arc right from Seattle through South Carolina, where people could actually see the total eclipse of the sun, which is uh, is pretty exciting. It's very different than the total eclipse of the heart, which is what I was <laughs> trying hard not to say on accident. But the... Uh, but yeah, we got to see it here from where we're at, uh, you know, kind of in central Florida here. We got about 82% total darkness, and I do have some of those number 14, like, welder's goggles at, uh, at my house. So I was able to kind of check it out very briefly with that and uh, and thought it was pretty pretty interesting. Oh, man, absolutely. You know, I didn't have, like, something of that level. I had, like, you know, those little, like you know, uh, paper ones that they were handing out and stuff at like the science centers and stuff. Sure, around here. Sure. So, I mean, of course they're still like rated properly. Yeah. You know? Arguably those are better than the welding goggles. Okay. So <laughs> like, cause mine, every, like the sun looks green oh, okay, and it's okay. not very impressive through the lens of the welders thing, but I could at least look at it. You know? Well, you know, I wear uh, prescription eyewear. So, you know, I was a little nervous. Like I was like, but you know what? Then I was thinking, I'm like, you know what? If like some ultraviolet rays like shoot into my eyes, maybe it'll like, you know, clear my problems. <laughs> <laughs> or make me worse. I mean, it's one of the Turn other, you into man. the Hulk. <laughs> you know it, man. You know, but it was very cool to see. It, it was. And it's not something we see every day or every year or every 10 years. And it's looking like the next one that's going to cut around us is going to be in 2045. Yeah. But here's something even cooler. I mean, at least for our folks living in Florida. And of course, it's going to do that little, you know, arc as well. But we are absolutely going to be in the path of totality next time. So we will experience a full you know, the full eclipse. As, nice. You know, so we'll nice. be in darkness for like two minutes. So wow. Be cool. Yeah, very cool. I'll, I'll definitely be looking forward to that. I'm, watch, I'll live somewhere else. Fucking <laughs> piss me off. You know, but they say you can actually travel the world and catch eclipses pretty regularly. Yes, yeah. It's more, more or less this is like the one that's like coming through the United States. There's actually another one like cutting up the United States like in I think like 2024. But they are still okay. pretty rare. So. Yeah, no, it's it's pretty exciting and, uh, and and pretty fun. And I have to admit, I was I was wondering, you know, my camera set up. I was like, can I go outside and take a photo of this? There you go. Hey, you know, I, I'm I'm just saying, you know, people like to joke and stuff about it. But I mean, yeah, that that, that the sun is serious business. You should never really look. At it directly yeah, exactly. At the sun. It's it's pretty funny because they they say really what the problem is is people don't squint during the eclipse. <laughs> 
Oh, so yeah, because yeah. you're not squinting at it because so much of the light is being obstructed, yeah. you think that it's okay to like look right at it wide eyed for yeah. a minute, but we can't see infrared or ultraviolet light, exactly. which is still entering your eye and is which what damages your retina, which has no pain receptor. So you don't even know yep. that it's doing that. Um, but you know, if you're not a complete buffoon and you squint anyways, you can peek up at it just like you do on every other day. Cause I mean, sure. We live in Florida, man. Are you really going to sit there and tell me you haven't stared at a red light for two minutes with the sun directly behind it a thousand times? Oh, you know it, man. <laughs> you know it's there. It's there. But like you said, just kind of getting that squint on and stuff. And yeah. it's like, like you said, I mean, it's just people are, are excited about it and they're going to yeah. be looking at it a lot. So yeah, it's best you, to look you, through those filters. You, you, know? you know what it is? It's like a great pair of tits going by when you're with your girl. You know, <laughs> you It's okay can't. to glance at them, but if you look too long, you're going to get burnt. <laughs> <laughs> Very good analogy. All bandito. And like you said, that was fun and exciting. So why don't we tell them about something else fun and exciting that happened this past week? And well, let's talk about the WWE SummerSlam. That's right. We're going to go back in time one day and talk about the exciting Sunday night extravaganza that went down up in Brooklyn, New York. As everyone knows, you know, El Bandito and I are huge wrestling fans. So, you know, we get together and we party and we have some good eats and we watch some wrestling. I think we both agree that probably the best match of the night was the final uh, Fatal 4-Way with Brock Lesnar, Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, and Roman Reigns. Absolutely, man. I think the close second would have to be the uh, the chicken wings and the ranch dip that we had. <laughs> that was the second best match of the night because the rest of SummerSlam was like a fucking snooze, dude. <laughs> they they definitely have gotten you know a little lax when it comes to these like network pay per views, you know. <laughs> but I was very impressed with with the final match. I thought you know I mean especially with some of the talent that they had in there. Yeah. I mean no disrespect, but you know just some of those guys like they really don't put on a great show. But yeah. I mean, Brock Lesnar included, you know, sometimes, yeah. I mean, he just German suplexes guys like 48 exactly, times. Man. Yeah. Same thing with Roman Reigns. Like, yeah. If all he's going to do is fucking punch people, guess what? You're boxing. Get the fuck out of there. Exactly. You know, have him go fight yeah. Floyd Mayweather or whatever, you know? <laughs> but it, it, yeah, you're right. Like the, the low technicality in their wrestling was used to be offset by gimmick. You know, yes. if you couldn't wrestle with the fuck, you'd come out with a trash can and beat someone over the head yep. or put a sock over your hand and stick it down <laughs> someone's mouth. And that's no disrespect to McFoley because that cat could fucking wrestle. Oh, but yeah. even still, get a gimmick and do something. But when your gimmick is like, I'm just the big guy, it's like, nah, man, that, that ain't enough. Do some work. Put on a show. Absolutely. You know? And, dude, I will 100% agree with you that last Sunday was the night that Brock Lesnar put on a show, man. No, no, no 10 second, yeah, you know, pin from fucking Goldberg or nothing. Yeah. It was actually a, a battle out. I mean, they were he all did. over the place. They were outside the ring in the ring. Brock Lesnar got carted away from the ring, came back yeah. to the ring. Yeah. Which I still think is crap. Cause you know, he just, he got to lay on that gurney for like five minutes. So yeah. he was, he was all got a good wind. He went back out. there and got himself a beer. Yeah. You know, he but, came back out and um, Braun Strowman was out there. I think yeah. he was knocked out at that point. Something like that. You know, and, and him and Samoa Joe were, were out of the ring and, and, uh, what ended up with him and Reigns in there. You know? Oh, absolutely. And yeah, and it finished up with uh, Brock holding on that title. So we'll see where it goes from here. But other matches, and I know El Bandito said that, uh, you know, it wasn't too impressed, but I, I was looking forward to the Jinder Mahal versus Shinsei Nakamura match uh, just because I've actually followed Shinsei Nakamura since he's pretty much come up through NXT and I really like mm -hmm. his wrestling style. But man, like, 
that was definitely not the match for me to introduce El Bandito to Shinsei Nakamura because he's put on much more of a show before. And I think I've read some rumors online on why, and like I said, they could just be rumors. It might have just been a bad night for both of these guys, but you know, I just wanted to bring them up. Uh, one was is that uh, Jinder Mahal, I mean, he is so big right now in the Indian market. Like, yeah. I mean, we even heard on the show, what did they say? Something about a letter from the... Yeah, the pr- Prime Minister of India wrote wrote him a personal letter thanking him for like the awesome job he's been doing. And I have to say, I remember seeing Jinder at like WrestleMania. I think you can even go back and find our old... Yeah. like uh, uh episode from from right after wrestlemania and we were like who the hell is this guy some nobody yeah you know and then boom this guy freaking exploded was doing some great work obviously bulked up oh, you yeah. know he's got himself like i hate to call it a gimmick to represent your ethnicity but y- you know it's still you know something for him to latch on to yeah you know? it's something to identify his character to besides just like oh generic big guy number 37 and yeah. he's taken that and really run with it and you're right i think his popularity just you know they weren't going to let Nakamura kick his ass. You know the other rumor that I heard a few weeks back, uh, Shinsei Nakamura and John Cena had a fight, mm. and uh, Shinsei came out on top. But during the match, he actually botched a pretty heavy move to John Cena, where John Cena literally landed on his head. Oh man! I mean, it was nasty looking. Really, man. it was like oh man, it was almost like is that guy going to get up? Of course, John Cena got up, and at the end, Shinsei Nakamura apologized to him off, you know, microphone. Mm-hmm. You could just read his lips. He was like, "I'm so sorry," and John Cena was like, "Dude." Never be sorry. So, I mean, John Cena, definitely stand-up guy. I know he gets a lot of flack <laughs> in the ring, but you can tell he's in there being a workman, you know? Yeah. But, you know, just in that same thing, when you kind of screw up on national TV like that, you know. Yeah, Vince, John Cena thought it was okay, but I don't think Vince did. <laughs> so, yeah, I think that might have been a little bit of, you know, a little punishment coming down for Mr. Nakamura. But we'll see where it goes. This yeah. might just be the chase. So Yeah, no, it was just funny to me because I was like, man, this Shinsu Nakamura really turned out to be like, my Rick and Morty, you oh, know, because you, you were like, everybody said it was so good. And then I watched it and I was like, whatever. And yeah. like, you're like, dude, this Shinsu Nakamura guy, look, Mega Ran wrote a song about him. And I watched yeah. it. And I was like, whatever. <laughs> like I said, I think we got to go back and watch some of his NXT tapes. And I think you'll see what I'm talking about. But same thing, you know, hey, yeah. maybe filtering them a little different. Oh, no, no doubt, man. Maybe in six months we'll be talking about how this guy blew up the scene, you know? Yeah, exactly. So we'll, right. we'll see where it goes. It was interesting you mentioned John Cena, though, to see him come out first. Yeah. Of the night out there. That surprised me. But, you know, the guy's a, he's a, he's a workaholic, man. He goes out there and freaking, he just makes it happen for other people as much as himself. He's a good dude. You know it, man. And like actually, he just uh, moved over to Monday Night Raw. He was a SmackDown competitor. And now that they have the whole, you know, split, you know, now he's on the Raw show. Mm-hmm. And as much as, like, they kind of teased it as there being a, a Roman Reigns versus John Cena feud. Like they kind of like had them team up at the end of the night to be like, ha ha, no, we were just kidding. But I've seen enough wrestling to know that when they tease a little something like that, there's a good chance by WrestleMania we're going to be seeing John Cena versus Roman Reigns, which, hey, you know what? A lot of the fans dislike both of them, so yeah. why not let them fight it yeah. out and beat the shit out of each other? Yeah, so. definitely. It will It will inevitably force them to like one of them, yes. you know, to yeah. root for one of them. So why not do it that way? Well, that about wraps it up for our, our SummerSlam talk for tonight, but we got a few other things we want to talk about that went down this weekend. That's right. There was one more exciting thing that happened Sunday night that we put off to watch WrestleMania, but definitely the second it went off air, we got back to it, and that was this week's exciting episode 
of Game of Thrones. Death and death and movies, death and movies. Who will die next? Who will die next? Who will die next? Horns for nudity and the violence. And the violence with his schemes and stab his power. Who will rule the Iron Throne? Find out next week, find out next week. Never this week, always next week. Yeah, you know, this, even though it was episode six, this was like the episode nine yeah. of the season, always that second to last episode there. You know? uh, yeah, man, what 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 a, uh, what, what an awesome, awesome episode. I have to say it definitely tops up there in like some of my, my, my favorite Game of Thrones episodes. Oh, yeah, the second to last episodes of the season are always the ones where they have the heavy hitting kind of action and that kind of twisty mind fucking like stuff, you know? Okay. So it's definitely an awesome episode. And, uh, dude, it, yeah, that's going to last. That's going to ring out and be something that people always remember about this show. So full-on spoilers ahead. Make sure to tune away now and come back with us in a few minutes. Because, dude, the Night King, our all-star javelin Olympic thrower <laughs> from Westeros 2017, absolutely took down a dragon. Oh, yeah, not just any dragon. We're talking about Viserion, the one named after Daenerys' asshole brother. So, <laughs> Arguably be, not the worst to go first. <laughs> well, you know, I would have thought to really pierce her heart, it would have definitely been uh, Drogon, being that that's like her favorite. You know, those others, yeah. you don't get much love. You know, you got to hang out back at the island and stuff. So. <laughs> but you can tell it definitely affected uh, Danny uh, on the episode, you know. And, yeah, but that's how you can tell the show's getting soft in its old age, you know, because I have a feeling, uh, you know, 2000, 2014, they would have dropped Drogon like he was a bad habit. You know? Oh yeah, definitely. But nowadays they're like, oh, okay, well, don't kill Drogon. Oh, don't, don't, don't kill Jon Snow. He fell in the water, but he's okay. <laughs> well, that's one thing I definitely want to mention. Just so everybody knows, I loved the episode. That was great. Yes. I'll watch it over and over again. But there are, it, it still has its Swiss cheese moments, you know, just like anything yeah. else. There's definitely stuff to critique. And one of the things I wanted to mention was like, man. They must be taking some stuff from video games because, yeah, they've got the fast travel down pretty quick <laughs> here. You know, Gendry got from wherever the fuck they were out in the <laughs> yeah. across, back from the wall, but got, got back to Eastwatch, mm -hmm. then uh, was able to send a raven, which then had to fly to Dragonstone for the, then Danny to get it and then, you know, fly the dragon up there. You know, I mean, I know, you know, I don't, we don't know what the dragon, you know, dragon might be just going 300 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. But I mean, it's like, it's it just seemed like it was so fast for her to get there in less than 24 hours. Absolutely. But, it's yeah. always seemed that way to Game of Thrones to me, though. I mean, last week we saw Jamie Lannister cross from the Highlands to yeah. King's Landing in, in a half a second. But again, I think there's something to be said for that timeline of editing in the sense of like, we really don't know how much time's going by sure. when they ch change from one scene to the next. Now, in this case, we kind of did. We were following the adventures <laughs> of the men standing on the lake, and I get that. But from the point that they sent Gendry to the part where Daenerys showed up, seemed like 24 hours. Yeah. That's you know, I, I mean, yeah. at least 12 or 16, because it seemed like they sat out all night on the water. Yeah. I'm, I still have more of a problem with why did they even wait? What, what were the rights waiting for yeah. <laughs> to attack? Now, I've heard a couple of interesting theories, right? Our initial one was like, you know, 
was Bran doing something that kept them at bay. Yeah. Right? We were kind of thinking about that. But I, I heard two other really awesome theories. One was that, you remember they started cracking the ice and the rights were falling in the water? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, someone said, like, maybe they thought that the ice was too thin and it wasn't until the Hound threw that big-ass rock that they realized, like, shit, we can walk out here. And then they got, like, kind of the balls back about them to walk oh, out there. Oh, that's, right? yeah. That but even better fun. than that, and I'll tell you, this will fix up your timeline, too. Someone said, like, the Night King and the other riders, the other actual White Walkers, all showed up with spears attached to the back of their horses. Uh-huh. And they have a picture of the scene where they show them with the spears. They think they set a trap to get the dragons out there. Oh, yeah. And they were yeah, baiting yeah. them to get Danny to come. I see what you're saying. Like they were waiting for. Yeah, yeah. That could, those are those are very good theories. I'm 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 definitely into like always reading the theories and kind of like try not to let them take over. You know, because sure. you know, they usually don't come true. But it's like no, that's <laughs> that's a the one with the rock makes a lot of sense that they saw it and they were like, hey, wait a minute, we can walk out there. <laughs> that's pretty cool. But like we said earlier, we definitely got our draft the throne stuff that we got to cover for right now. Absolutely. Uh, the Night King, of course, taking out a dragon, earned a swift 150 points of the single javelin to the heart of Viserys. Oh, yeah. And picked up another 50 extra points for some shit. I forget what he the did. Magic. What did he do? Oh, the, the magic. magic. Yeah, yes, because yeah. he used the magic to raise him at the end. Duh. You called that one, Elvin. I did, you right? Like, like, when yes, we were watching the show, I was so stoked about it and I forgot. <laughs> but again, what I, I neither one of us called that I was completely taken off guard with was the fact that igniting your sword and fire... Yeah. was also magic use, which Barrick did a record number of four times, <laughs> earning himself a swift 250 points, getting the extra 50 for killing a bunch of whites. Yes. So, uh, man, I was really like, holy shit, because you had the majority of the, of the men who walked out there, oh, and they yeah. all got like their standard kill rates for everything. So I was like, holy crap. I'm still kind of pissed that Daenerys isn't getting kills for Drogon, but <laughs> whatever. In the end, that basically ties us up you know where you got 625 points this week i got 515 leading uh leaving us with 1710 for me Mm -hmm. and 1605 for you it's a difference of only 105 points between you and me going into the final episode so it's (sighs) awesome that the final episode will decide it all Oh, you know El Bandito. And yeah, like we, you know, I remember last year, I'll be honest, like I had, you know, Ramsey. Yeah. And I was like, you know, even though he died in episode nine, yeah. it was the Battle of the Bastards one. Like he picked up so many points for like taking out one one and all those other guys, mm-hmm. you know, and I was like, oh, hell yeah, man. There's no way that I could be defeated. And then Cersei <laughs> blows up the Sept of Baylor and that just completely squashed me. I was like, yeah. shit, you know? So yeah, don't, don't discount that last episode, people. People are probably going to go down or get captured or something. (laughs) Stuff's going to happen. Well, I I can tell you what's definitely helping out is the extra long runtime that they announced of uh, 81 minutes. Ooh, the longest episode yet. Yeah, an extra 21 minutes of ass kicking and treachery to go down and hopefully earn some points for one of us to become the king of the Draft of Thrones. Oh, yeah, man. It's going to be exciting. I can't wait to talk about it. I can tell you what, one way or the other, it's going to make me fucking freak out. Oh, yeah. And I know someone that knows all about freaking out. That's Doug Master J and Robo Rob.
And that was Thugmaster J and DJ Robo Rob with Freak Out. Oh yeah, man. That comes off of their new album, Moon Detroit. <laughs> I like that. It's like whoop 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 whoop. <laughs> you can definitely pick up Jay's new album over there on Bandcamp. And uh, I know it's also up on uh Spotify if you want to give it a listen. Absolutely. This is nerdcore music, guys. Guess what? You can find it on the internet. Duh. Go out there, check it out, find it, discover it. Oh yeah, man. If you want to talk about some other nerdy stuff we've got the video game zone video game zone all right well we've got some pretty exciting news coming out uh, especially along the lines of the xbox one x whose pre-sale recently just opened up with the inclusion of a limited edition project scorpio edition Oh, yeah, man. You know, I was actually just checking this out earlier. I know you can pre-order at Target, GameStop, and, man, they're just like, you know, it's available, like, right now. You know, usually, like, these pre-orders, like, you know, sell up so fast, but I'm just like, oh, man, I guess maybe people might be kind of like, you know, kind of maybe waiting back a little bit, kind of seeing what what, what else comes really? out. Really? So, yeah, it, yeah. It's, so it seems like they're not blowing out the pre-sales. Uh, so far, I mean, I, like I said, I, at least maybe I was just lucky <laughs> and okay. I was able to, to find a, an available one. I, I mean, I didn't 
pre-sale it, but I just wanted to see if the ability was there. And okay, so was, so you didn't pull the trigger on it either? No, no, not yet. I just wanted I to see you. if it was available, which it was. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm always that kind of guy that's like, I'm going to wait a little bit and then grab one because but, I hate that shit when you get one and it has some kind of manufacturer <laughs> fucking default and you got to send it back and jump through all this bullshit. I'd rather just fucking wait and get it later because it's interesting to me how they say that the 1X won't play any games that the Xbox One won't. Oh, okay. So you're okay. like, well, in that case, I'll stick with the one I got for a little bit. Why not? Sure, you know? sure, sure. I don't have a 4K TV. I don't have an HDR10. You know, yeah. I don't have ultra 4K player. So I'm like, oh, okay, what am I going to do with all that stuff? It's great, and I'm sure I'll want it eventually, but I can't use it right now. I'm sure a bunch of rich people can. Let them go buy one. <laughs> and maybe that's who's out there booking in those pre-orders right now. That'll be released later on this year in November. You, you know who I hope it is, though? Who's I hope it's a bunch of people who are like buying them to turn around and sell them on eBay for like $1,000. You remember when they would do that for all the other consoles back in the day? I hope there's assholes doing that, and they just get fucking burned, and they get stuck with these $500 consoles. You know, man, <laughs> it's really funny that you mentioned that, because you know we're going to jump ahead to one of our later stories here, but the SNES uh, Classic just opened up its pre-orders last Tuesday, right? And people, like, went nuts. It actually, like, sold out in pre-orders in yeah. uh, 30 seconds. Wow. So a lot of people are taking the Reddit and the different social media outlets, and they're saying, this is bullshit. You know, people are getting on there with their bots and, you mm -hmm. know, just, you know, like, it's almost like online sales like that are are you can't even humanly keep up with it. Yeah. You know, so what GameStop did is they said, you know what? We're not going to take any online sales. Like, you actually have to come to the store and pre-order it. Nice. Now, the only gotcha there is depending on where your GameStop was located, depending on how many actually pre-sale tickets they could put in. Sure. So, like, let's say maybe one in, like, you know, St. Lucie County might only get three, but one up in Orlando might get nine. Sure, so, sure. Well, plus, too, like, you have to go to a GameStop, which fucking sucks. Exactly. <laughs> but, I mean, at least so far from most people's reactions, like, online, people are like, more retailers should do it like that, where it's, like, oh, available in-store. Because this online thing, there's no way to compete with these folks that are just, you know, using bots to, you know, pick up all the, you know, and some of the places don't even have a limit. Yeah. You know, so it's not like So they're just one. buying 30 of them, you know. Exactly. And then already this week on eBay, it's been popping up that they're, like, $300. They don't yeah. even have the physical thing yet. Like, they're literally just selling a pre-order certificate yeah yeah it's pretty crazy the way people do that and buy that stuff up and all and you know it's nice to see gamestop actually doing something like sure. positive and like you know try, trying to set a new trend because i mean they've set plenty of new trends in the past that fuck people so <laughs> this will be a nice positive thing for them to get some credibility with the old bandito you know it, man. It's funny because, you know, a few months back, you know, Walmart opened up their pre-orders, like, too early. Yeah. And, like, Nintendo shut that shit down. Yeah, I remember like, that. They were like, no, and they had to pretty much send a bunch of emails saying, hey, sorry, guys, we can't we can't even honor this. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, oh, my gosh. Like, so, so this week it seems like it was the real deal, you know, that they've uh, – uh, opened it up and it already it's been sold out everywhere but i'm sure just like everything else they're gonna stagger it you know so that you know between now and the launch 
there'll be other opportunities for people to pre-order. Sure, sure. It's always funny to me. I'm just, I'm not one of those gateway people that like, <laughs> I need some shit right away. I got to have the best one. Like I don't buy the new iPhone every time it comes out. I, I don't know. That's weird. Like I think a lot of people give me weird looks that I'm just like, nah, I'll, I'll get it later. Well, I think the only thing with this is that there, there's not a lot of opportunity for later since it's a limited edition thing. Like sure. you can't buy the Nintendo classic no more. Mm-hmm. Like it's, they don't have produced anymore. So I think people are thinking Nintendo's going to pull the same thing with this and, you know, they're just seeing, yeah, I mean, hey, I love the original Nintendo, but probably like one of my favorite entertainment centers of all time was the, you know, the Super Nintendo, sure. you know, so it's like, I would love to have one, but I'm not going to, you know, run around with a chicken with my head cut off, like trying yeah. to find one, you know. If well, I, again, you bought that RetroCon that plays Super Nintendo games. Like, all you have to do is buy the game. This is true. You know, and this like, you can true. get those a hell of a lot cheaper than $300, you know. And, and that's a good point, but. There is that one little gotcha that the Star Fox 2 is unreleased. So, you know, I like the old one back in the day. I'd like to play the sequel that was unreleased back in the day. But, you know, like I said, if push comes to shove, I'm not going to lose any sleep over it. (laughs) (laughs) No doubt, man. I have to say I've got enough games sitting on the shelf that I put about five hours into and was like, Oh, I'll have to get back to this. Nope. You know, that I'm not going to lose any sleep over Star Fox 2. You know? well, like I said, it is a pretty amazing collection of Super Nintendo games that they have in there. Also, another one of sure. my favorites was Contra 3. So I'm like, oh, man, it would be really cool to have. But like we said, if, if, if it's just not meant to be, then. Yeah. I mean, if that's the way is. they're going to do it and be like, oh, there's limited supplies and we're only going to make this for like a little bit. And it's like, all right, well, then the hell with you then. You know? Yeah. I mean, you never see them being like, we can't make enough, you know, Samsung TVs. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> plenty of fucking tvs man it's all know? about being in the news you yeah know? i just so, want to be yeah. out there but there's definitely some more video game news we got going on man there's a new mmo out coming out out there called wild west online now you know i think that's like a joke like someone wrote that they wanted to make a new mmo and someone like set a mirror down underneath uh, it and they're like <laughs> oh my god let's make wild west online <laughs> that's pretty funny man but supposedly from what people have seen from some demos that this might possibly dethrone Red Dead Redemption as the best Western open world game out there. Nice. Know? Well, it's, it's it's not going to dethrone Westworld as the best open world Western out there. Well, I have to say that, I mean, I think, like, from what I read, like, this almost seems like it's kind of ripping off Westworld. Oh, really? this. I mean, I don't <laughs> think you're playing, like, as, like, a, you know, it's not like Assassin's Creed or anything, but yeah. just in that sense where you're really going to be able to interact with almost everything. And, you know, it's going to sure, almost sure. be like a Skyrim mmo well i know there is the elder scrolls but yeah you know it's uh you know like suppose yeah so it's yeah. gonna be like a wild west mmo like the one that's in westworld it's not like yeah. you're saying assassin's creed where you're gonna be a character who's going into a world to play a kick no you're just a guy <laughs> in a wild west world but the way that they set up their their structure as far as you know you move away from the center and then yes. it becomes more difficult it's gonna have that sort of MMO feel to it. Yes, and of course all the classic western tropes, you know, horseback mm-hmm. riding, train robbing, you know, so you'll be able to play both sides. Where like I know you can kind of do that in Red Dead Redemption, but you're still playing the hero. Yeah. You know, so I think this will kind of really let you take on that black hat status if you want to. I, so. I, I got to tell you, I would love to play a Western that was a straight up Western MMO where I could do whatever I want, be whatever kind of outlaw I want to be. I think that sounds amazing. So. I will definitely be keeping my eye on this and I recommend that all you beautiful people do as well. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, like, open-world games, I thought this was really cool. A private school up in Toronto, Canada is using GTA V to teach 
young seniors life lessons jesus that sounds like some pretty harsh lessons what are they teaching them hopefully how to bowl or use a cell phone <laughs> it's funny El bandito what it is it's like they play the game right for a certain amount of time during the day and then like they have to come up with like their own ways of like um you know, because one of the characters, Franklin, you know, he's the African-American player in the game. Okay. Like, you know, he in the beginning of the game, he's in the ghetto. But then, like, you know, throughout the game, he earns money and he buys, like, a nice house and, like, you know, okay. Vinewood Hills and stuff. So it's, like, a lot of the students, we use it as, like, almost like a projection of, like, you know, current cultural relations and stuff. And one kid made a video where he was in a van and he was, like like taking a little tour around like the ghetto but it was like as if like you know it was like a bunch of people that had never like seen the ghetto before so he's like hey see over here look at this this is a crack house you know but he's like but it was very serious you know so it's like they're using it not just for like the the blood and guts but kind of like examining the game as like a, a cultural impact kind of thing so hmm, i'm not sure i super 100 percent follow that but i'll have to check out some of the videos that you're talking sure about. sure, it's, sure it sounds pretty wild because i mean like you can definitely watch breaking bad and learn some life lessons from that there yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. it's not exactly encouraging you to be the bad guy and murder police and have fun and all of that like gta 5 sort of does so well i don't really think that's like their purpose like they're making videos like based in the game and even the guy said like the professor who's like putting it on like i said it's a private high school so it's definitely not like a public kind of yeah. thing where it's like you know, these kids are you know probably paying like you know <laughs> you know so much money to be there and stuff but they, you know they got permission from like all the you know the board that runs their school and, and all the parents and stuff. So it's not just something that they were just kind of like, Hey, you know, like, so the guy's got a pretty wild philosophy behind it, but he's definitely not thinking this is going to like go mainstream or anything like that. I can tell you what it's up in Toronto. So it sounds like they're like, Hey, today's lesson. This is why you don't go to fucking America. <laughs> <laughs> it could be, man. It could, well, I'll be sure to share some of those stories and the videos that are, were on there. Cause I thought they were pretty interesting. Sounds good. Well, one of the other games I know we've been talking about a lot because you actually got to play recently was Friday the 13th, the game. Yeah. Well, what's cool, man, is I, I mean, I have to give uh, Gun Media and Ilphonic, the guys who are making the game, or they've made the game and they're still advancing it. Like, I got to give them a lot of credit because, you know, they, they do take, like, their social media criticisms very closely. Really? Because they're constantly trying to make this better. You know, it was a, a Kickstarter-funded game, and, you know, they're just trying to make it what everyone is expecting. And obviously, you can't meet everybody's expectations. Sure. But they recently launched a new website to help fans keep up with their latest patches and new releases. So, you know, in one way, like whenever they release a patch, it's going to have the listing nice and easy to find. You don't have to search some Reddit forum or watch some video. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be right in this one central place. I think that's great. You know, uh, as far as upcoming releases go, I know this is getting a lot of the players who have been playing for a while excited. They got a new map coming for, for a free DLC. Nice. Like everyone will get that who's paid for the game. A new Jason. Whoa, nice. Now, they haven't specifically said if this is going to be for free or not. But, okay. You know, I'm sure people, once they find out. I hope out it's who, Jason X. <laughs> it, it may be. You know, they're missing Jason X. There is the Jason from Friday the 13th Part 5, which wasn't even Jason Voorhees, which I know a lot of people are like, boo, don't give us Roy. <laughs> we don't want Roy. You know, they want a Voorhees, you know, so we'll have to see what happens. I know they don't really have the rights for the 
uh, Freddy versus Jason, Jason. So it's like, okay. unless they work out some deal with uh, New Line, which is not the question, I'm sure. But sure. And then there's also the remake that came out a few years ago, which is a little different. He can run, you know, so that'd sure. be kind of fun. But uh, also, it's going to have two new counselors. Nice. Uh, a revamped J- retro Jason. Okay. So I guess like they, you know... While they put that out, and I thought it was awesome. I remember I was like, dude, that's so cool that they actually did that. Yeah. People are complaining where they're like, dude, all they did was like change the colors on one of the other characters. Like, he doesn't have his own unique kills. He doesn't, have, you know, like, he, there's no pleasing you sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, supposedly they're going to do some revamping, add some more new music, so maybe some special features to him and put him out. So he's, he's going to be gone for about a month. Okay. But they promised that people are going to be happy with it. And one of the things that I got, I thought was really cool is they're going to uh, put out this summer swimwear clothing pack. <laughs> nice. It, it, you do have to purchase this one, but it's only like four or five bucks. Sure. But like, it just looks so cool. Like, you know, like all the chicks are wearing like bikinis and stuff <laughs> and the guys are wearing like board shorts and stuff. And I mean, I could just imagine like the Jason guy like driving a spike through him or something. It's, <laughs> it's going to be the shit. Like I'm, I'm very cool. I'm man. Yeah. I'm excited on. to check it out. I'm, I know I've been pinching my pennies lately, hoping to uh, grab a copy of this soon and check it out, man, Hell because yeah. it, it was really, it was really quite a gas. Very cool, man. Very cool. And if you guys are digging it, definitely run out there and check it out. And yeah, like if you're looking for somebody to play with, definitely hit up Charboil on Steam. <laughs> well, it's definitely very cool to have kind of a, a, a little bit of a, a remix going on the whole Jason like game there, you know, oh, from yeah. some new counselors, a new retro Jason, some new clothes. I mean, they're just remixing the shit out of all of this. And you know what? You know who else is? Binary Dreams with his Friday the 13th remix. That was Binary Dreams, Friday the 13th Remix. Ooh, man, we got some some chilling tracks right there. Oh, you know it, man. And that's actually lifted from the old NES uh, 
uh, video game, man. That just that do 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 do. That's like when you were like in the cabins, like no, searching think, for shit. I think that's the theme of Game of Thrones. Do 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 do. Ah, man, we might actually put those up on code. There, there's a very similar. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna have to talk to Vanilla Ice about that one. <laughs> oh, absolutely, man. But yeah, uh, Binary Dreams is an old school gamer on YouTube. He covers a variety of uh, Nintendo and Genesis songs. So definitely, guys, go out there and check out his stuff. That's awesome, man. I have to say, honestly, I really love the retro remixes of old games because old game themes that were so short that you listened to for you know a hundred hours playing shitty games when you were a kid, they, they're so addictive. You know, they're, oh, they're almost yeah. like. Um, you remember ABBA back in the 70s used to write those songs that would just, just get stuck in your head? Sure, just be sure, earworms? Sure. Like, that's the way these little MIDI tracks were. And when they remix them into just a really full-fledged, nice song like that, I just love it. really sounds good. Well, I got to tell you, man, like I said, I was over at that science center to get a pair of those glasses earlier this week. <laughs> yeah. But, man, there's a guy walking or like walking through the hall, and he was just like, do, 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 do. And I looked at him like, yeah, and he's like, I don't even know why that just popped into my head. <laughs> I don't know, maybe been staring at the sun too long. <laughs> but I was like, no, nah, dude, that's definitely catchy. As soon as somebody hears that, they're going to be like, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, man. And that's not to say that modern day games don't have great scores, because I can tell you one I can never get out of my head. What's that? I know it's one of my favorites it's one of your favorites and we have some huge news coming down in our third segment here el bandito there's a new fallout game Ooh, what all right all right all right all right hold on i gotta take a deep breath and prepare myself all right don't get too excited though el bandito because this <laughs> actually isn't like a uh, a video game it's actually a fallout board game oh man see now like i don't know if you can honestly say that that's not as good because a board game you can play with other people yes you know like yes. you you know that's the the one small caveat about fallout is that when you play it you play by yourself yes. now again this game wouldn't be the same if you didn't play by yourself yes <laughs> cuz it's all about the choices you make as that character and comparing that experience to to you know your friends and others who have played the game but by the same token to experience that world as your own kind of singular player in a sort of cooperative experience. Mm -hmm. I mean, that just sounds too good to be true, man. And they've managed to squeeze this into a board game. Tell me all about it. Oh, man. I knew you'd be excited about it. You know I'm excited about it. I hope our, our listeners are going to be excited too. But one of the first things I did once I heard this was being made well, first thing I checked, I'm like, is this a crowdfunded game? Not that that's always a bad thing. <laughs> no. but, you know, sometimes it takes a little longer and stuff. And my, I mean, dude, as soon as I saw who the developers were, I like, I pretty much like jumped for joy, man, because Fantasy Flight Games are going to be putting out the game. Nice. So the makers of like Elder Sign and all those Arkham Horror games. Absolutely. So I know we call these our collegiate level board <laughs> games because there's so much, uh, so much good material in them. There's a, I mean, usually the rule books are about, you know, 50 pages long. Yeah, like, they're, they're <laughs> intense. They're very smart. They're put together in a very balanced, intelligent way, but they're, they're very complex. They're not difficult. You know, they're not hard to understand, but they're complex. There's many subtle layers of awesome shit going on. Oh, yeah. And the materials themselves. Oh, man, they are 
gorgeous. I yeah. mean, the artwork is great. The little figures that they give you yeah. are great. The boards are usually great. You know, good quality the, stuff. The quality, you know, it doesn't break yeah. down. And you know, they, they. I mean, they're they're one of my favorite board game developers. When we're talking, I mean, they've made like you know Game of Thrones board games. They've done stuff for Star Wars. Like mm-hmm. you said, the most popular stuff that they're known for are definitely their. Um, Arkham Files series, which includes, like you said, Elder Signs, Mansions of Madness, um, Eldritch Horror, Arkham Horror, which of yeah. course is classic. Yeah, all but, those like HP Lovecraftian yes, games. Yes, yes. Now here's what's pretty cool. I know we, you know, we don't want to dive too deep into those games because we can play them anytime. We're going to talk about this game that's coming out really soon. And man, what's cool about this one is it's not going to be like a set board. Like you're okay. not going to get like a fold out board that you just kind of move around on, like on. Um, uh, Arkham Horror. What's going to be is you get these like little hex tiles. Okay. Right? So you'll kind of like build your map from these different hex tiles. I'm sure there's probably, get, you know, you'll probably have to flip one over and kind of like build your map so it'll be different each time. Yeah, right? that's good. So it'll have a lot of variety to it, a lot of replayability. Absolutely. Now there will be um, like three different scenarios, at least in the beginning, that you can play. And they're going to comprise of different scenarios from Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. Nice. So you can play in the Capital Waste land you can play in the pit which most likely is gonna <laughs> you know rather than it be a com- you know like a cooperative it might put more of a competitive yeah streak on it or you can play in far Harbor. <laughs> <laughs> all right well look i gotta ask man did you get all the iron ingots out of the pit <laughs> I tried to. That's for sure. Cause, I mean, you can make all the bullets and stuff out of those, right? Oh, those yeah. Are... Well, you get an achievement if you pull out 100. Really? Yeah. There's literally 100 out there. And if you can find every single one, you get an achievement for it. And I worked at it for about an hour and was like, nope. <laughs> you know? It's really funny because I know you and Party Man will, man. You guys really go for those achievements, like those latch on. And I mean, I get them sometimes. Yeah. But I'm not as much like you guys are what I would consider like completist. You know, like you want to have like that game really complete I, I definitely have closure issues most of the girls i date will tell you that <laughs> well it's almost making me think of like the old super mario world where like you if you, you had to get to the the 96 different levels like even going to the different star yeah. planes and y- stuff yeah what was that shit about people using a whistle to skip three boards yeah. no no i need those three boards <laughs> like, i need those points you know it's almost like the guys that used to actually play for high score they were like yeah. oh have you ever seen my score how many goombas i jumped on <laughs> but yeah no it, you know like no but that's awesome i mean it's really cool because you get to really experience some really fun and, and creative things that the developers put in there. So, yes, um, I, I don't know if there's going to be any ingots in the, in the board game, but <laughs> what's kind of cool is I, I'm just imagining this, and it's probably like when you move to a certain one of the hexes, you probably mm-hmm. you would draw an adventure card. Sure. You know, and the adventure card's going to have some text on there, some cool Fallout-related thing that you're either some kind of adventure or something mm-hmm. that you find. Maybe it's a, an abandoned gas station. And there's going to probably be a series of different tests that you have to take on. Like, you know, in Arkham Horror, you know, you'd be testing your agility and stuff like that. But hey, guess yeah. what? You know, Fallout has its special, you know, stats, you know. Well, also on your little gamer card, you're going to be able to configure your special stats. Nice. So you're going to be able to configure it in a certain way that fits to you. You know, if you want to be more of a strength-based beat shit up kind of player, that's cool. Or if you want to have maybe something more of, uh, you know, luck, you know, mm-hmm. you can put that. So I don't know exactly how it's going to balance out, like how you're going to be able sure. to, if you can move it around anytime or if when you set it at the beginning, you're set. Now, Arkham Horror was a, a sliding scale. Yeah. You can kind of change it. So if you're like, dang, I have a feeling the next one's going to be more of an agility test, bump some more points into that. So it might be sliding, but also you're going to have skill 
cards, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that gives you extra stuff for like lock picking, extra points and did, stuff. D- uh, did you hear anything about the characters? Like, are they going to have set characters? Yes. Okay. Because like for, for, I know in the Arkham Horror games, you get a card with like base stats of like Ash can Pete. Yes. And, and then you build on his like two strength, you know? Correct. Like, I have a feeling it's going to be like, oh, you could bump it, you know, maybe a maximum of three points. You know, it's probably going to be, minimal, okay. you know, it's not going to be like you could put 90 points in something. Sure. You know, the, the little card can only have so much. Yeah, well, even but, in the game, I think your specials never really go over 10 unless you augment them. Correct. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you will have, like, I, I know there's the Wastelander, there's the Vault Dweller. Nice. I, think th- I mean, I saw a super mutant uh, <laughs> figure. I don't know if that's a villain or if that's, like, yeah. an actual figure you can play. Like I said, this is still at very much at, like, just kind of the announcement level. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm kind of going off a lot of stuff that I've kind of just seen and what I've read. So it's like, yeah, like what I did see is you have a special card, you know, a card that's a special. Sure. And there's certain things that are more activated than others, like your agility, your strength, mm-hmm. your luck, like those things. So I have a feeling that those are probably, it's probably going to be some sort of a, a dice roll, you know, that you have to either get over or get above. You know, like in the old GURP system. And it's like, yeah, it's going to be that where, you know, when you take on an adventure, you know, you have to complete a series of tests. If you pass, boom, you probably get something good. If you fail, yeah, you're probably taking some hit point damage or maybe even, uh, uh, you know, losing a card or something along those lines. Nice, man. Well, yeah, that certainly sounds pretty awesome. So, you know, it sounds like they'll have a nice little gamut of characters there to choose from you know and uh hopefully one of my favorite things from the game that i'd love to see translated into a board game version would be your ability to get companions i know a lot of games do that they have companion cards you know that'll have their own stats and kind of keep them with you and stuff like that absolutely i think i even saw a couple of those in the in the article that i was reading and it seems to be that um yeah almost like in munchkin you know where you can collect different characters and stuff those will actually be cards in the adventure deck but what it is is that there's actually separate decks for like let's say like something that involved like let's say someone in the Brotherhood of Steel and like if they become your companion, mm-hmm. those other cards get added to the main adventure deck. Nice. So almost like if you let's say you like, like let's say it says oh you see a dog in the distance and I guess the option is maybe just to walk away. If you walk away, you're not going to add the extra dog meat cards into the adventure deck. So kind of the choices you make in the game are going to affect what other new cards you get to add to the deck. Nice, man. So it's pretty cool. So yeah, the while the companion can join you as well, like you, you know, you definitely are going to have stuff that relate directly to that companion. It's not just going to be this guy that's giving you a bonus the whole time. Well, that sounds really awesome, man. Has anyone actually gotten a chance to play the game? Well, yeah, actually, that was pretty cool too. The um, they mentioned that they play tested this at Bethesda Studios nice. during one of their board game nights. I mean. What kind of like awesome place gets to have like an actual board game night at your like work? Like, damn, that that seems awesome. <laughs> I don't know. Your your job all day is to make video games, and then at night you get together with the rest of the staff and play board games. It sounds like the greatest goddamn place on earth to work. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm like man, that's it. Definitely sounds like my kind of place. I don't. <laughs> so what? Do, so I'm I'm guessing we gotta wait, knowing Bethesda, what eight or nine more years before this game comes out, or what? Well, I think if it was just in Bethesda's hands, that might be what would happen. <laughs> but being that fla- fantasy flights involved, really exciting is that this game should be released by the end of 2017. Oh, that's awesome, man. So we'll get to have that game before the end of the year. I guess we really are the lucky ones, aren't we? 
Oh man, we we definitely are. But I know uh, Try Hard Ninja is going to tell us about some other lucky ones. And that was Try Hard Ninja with Lucky Ones. Oh, man. Well, I definitely really enjoyed that one, El Bandito. Totally Fallout 4 inspired. and uh, Absolutely, yeah. man. That that was an ode to Fallout 4 right there. You know, like that was a real like power ballad. I have to say I'm not a big power ballad guy. I don't I don't really like these kind of gushy songs like that. But <laughs> it was extremely well produced. The guy has a gorgeous freaking voice. You know, and was that was was that Dan Bull hiding out in the little in the middle there? Oh yeah, I know. Uh, Party Man Wool will be excited about that. I know that's one <laughs> of his favorite uh, nerdcore rappers. Yeah, uh, 
try-hard ninja definitely went and uh, pulled in some uh, heavy hitters, you know, as his companions to uh, <laughs> take on that Fallout 4-inspired track. So, yeah, that was definitely Mr. Dan Bull. Yeah, no, it's like, you know, as much as we're like, we love to play this game, like, yeah, we probably really wouldn't want to live in that world. <laughs> yeah, bad. totally. Yeah, yeah so definitely yeah, like, cool. But yeah, you guys can, ch- if you liked what you heard, check out uh, Try Hard Ninja on YouTube. You can also catch up with him on Bandcamp and SoundCloud for his latest releases. I will say, though, if you gave me the choice right now to decide to continue being myself or to be a synthetic private eye in the super future, <laughs> I think I'd 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 have a pretty tough time deciding <laughs> that one, man, because that might be pretty cool to be a little bit of Nick Valentine. Well, that's cool, El Bandito. Well, let's take it out of the future and find out what you can do really soon in our upcoming events. Absolutely. Well, it looks like coming up on Saturday, August 26th, Nirvana's Five Years of Grunge down at the Kelsey Theater will be kicking off at 9 p.m. That's, of course, the Kelsey Theater down in Lake Park. It's going to be $12.00 to go and check it out. And the opening act will be none other than the Treasure Coast own Take Warning. Oh, yeah, man. I've heard a lot about this uh, Nirvana cover band. Well, I guess Nirvana tribute act. I mean, they're not just, you know, a lot of times when you hear cover band, you know, you just think it's a bunch of like, you know, dudes and, you know, uh, you know, the today's clothes, like kind of rocking out like, you know, old Nirvana songs. But these guys actually like, dress up like their Nirvana. Like, you know, you got yeah. the guys like Kurt Cobain and the... Yeah, because a cover band may do their rendition of a song, but Correct. a tribute band will be like, they're, they're, they are that band. Exactly, you know? exactly. And yeah, it's pretty cool. I know I went and saw like a Led Zeppelin tribute band. Yeah. And I saw a Pink Floyd one. And yeah, How do you were... remember seeing a Pink Floyd concert? I'm not buying it. <laughs> no, a Pink Floyd tribute band. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you. Well, all, all no, you I just mean because, you know, you know oh, yeah, it's you Pink go. Floyd. You go out there, drop some acid, forget the whole night. Come on. Brain damage. Go see the laser light show out there. <laughs> Wait, there was lasers there? <laughs> well, if that's not enough for you guys, on Sunday, August 27th, if you want to be in a music video, have you ever dreamed of being in a music video? Well, now <laughs> it's your chance because local rockers KTM are doing their first music video shoot. It's going to take place at the Brew 772 that's down in Stewart. Uh, it's completely free, and it's kicking off at 9 p.m. Now, one thing me and El Bandito know a lot about might not be shooting music videos, but we know about shooting video content, and this <laughs> could take a while. I mean, just in the sense that, you know, if they're going to capture a lot of footage, so, I mean, yeah, even if you can't be there probably exactly at 9, you know, freaking get out there, and they're probably going to be there for a couple hours. So, Oh, definitely, man. Yeah, it's not an easy process, you know, so don't go out there expecting it to be all fun and games. Like, I'm sure it'll be exciting and neat, but make sure you are you realize you're, you're going to be there to do some work. You know? Absolutely. You have to stand in the background. <laughs> and, I mean, definitely, you know, if you guys are curious to check out some of our stuff, be sure to check out Playthrough and Review of, on, our, on our YouTube page with a new one coming out really soon featuring... Party Man Will and DC Eric battle it out in Injustice 2. Oh, man, El Bandita. I mean, we've put out some really cool content in the past, but I have to say I think this is my favorite piece of content that we've put out so far. Oh, absolutely, man. It's got some pretty exciting effects and some, you know, just really neat 
content. Let me just leave it at that, you know. So we'd love for all you guys to check it out. That's over on our YouTube channel, which is just Power Hour of Love. You can connect with us at PowerHourOfLove at gmail.com, you know, and then link over to our our uh, YouTube page there. Uh, link over to our Facebook page or Instagram. Let us know what you think of the show. You're always welcome to give us a call right here on the air. It's one eight four four nine four four love That's 5683, if I'm not mistaken. And you can call us 24-7, leave us a message, give us a shout-out, give a shout-out to somebody else, let us know about an event or exciting topic you want us to discuss right here on the air, and we are here for you. And we're going to be here for you in the next couple weeks, especially to talk about these exciting upcoming events, the Mayweather versus McGregor fight that's going to be happening this Saturday. We're sure we're going to have a lot to talk about that next oh, week. Oh, yeah. But more so than that, for us, next week, the finale of the Draft of Thrones. Oh, I'm telling you, El Bandito. Like, I mean, who are you going for in that Mayweather-McGregor fight? Mayweather. Okay, well, I'm going to have to agree with you on that one. I definitely yeah. would put money that he's probably going to knock this dude out. I've, I've heard a lot of people say that McGregor's actually a great stand-up fighter, that he's mm -hmm. lost a lot of matches from, like, floor work because he doesn't like grappling yeah. and he likes standing and fighting. And that Mayweather is past his prime. A lot of people are saying he just doesn't have the power that he used to anymore. So they don't think he'll have what it takes to knock out McGregor, who's used to getting his head pummeled in by these super hyper-aggressive MMA fighters. So I understand why it's kind of like, well, this could be a good match, but... You know, those guys in Vegas do what they do for a reason. And when they have Mayweather as a huge favorite, there's a reason. Oh, absolutely, man. And, I mean, you know, I know there's a lot of people, like, they can't wait to see this. But, I mean, for that $99 price tag for the pay-per-view, <laughs> I think I'll wait till, you know, if I don't if I don't go somewhere where somebody's already piped it in or maybe I doubt I'm going to go to one of the crazy-ass bars and yeah. watch it because people are going to be it, fucking nuts. All, all eight <laughs> minutes of it will be on YouTube on Monday. Don't worry. Oh, you know it, man. But it's cool that we... You know, we, we agree that we think Mayweather is going to take take the uh, take the bout. But hey, for all you people out there, phone us up. Let us know who you think's going to win the draft of thrones between me and El Bandito. Absolutely, and just to give you a quick rundown, I've got the Night King, Daenerys, Jon Snow, and the Queen herself, Cersei. Oh yeah, I've got Arya, the Hound, Belric, who definitely was my highest scorer this this week. And um, uh, Bran, you've Bran. got Bran who might be throwing out some serious magic next Bran's week. Bran's on there. You know, we, we definitely uh, we, we got some real heavy hitters. So we're going to have to see where everything goes down. Absolutely. I think I'm going to take it. I think Cersei's going to pull some shenanigans. I think the Night King is going to kill some mofos up there, probably in the, the north. It could be, man, but like we saw this past week, it definitely didn't, you know, one episode, boom, I was able to get, I was, I'm actually a real threat now within, like you said, within a hundred points. So we'll see where it all goes down. All I'm saying, if, if Littlefinger gets dropped by Arya, that's 50 points for him getting dropped and 25 points for the kill. So Probably 50 points because she'll be dressed like Sansa when she does it. That's good. Oh, because she killed Sansa. Oh, there you go. Then you'll get 50 points for Sansa. Well, definitely. Well, like we said, we'll catch you guys next week and uh, have a great weekend. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't understand. Things were going so great, Something must have happened. It's not you. It's me. Uh, listen. I was thinking we should break up or whatever. I am breaking up with you. <laughs> 
Pedra da Divórcio.